<laughs> probably missed the best of it. Uh, <laughs> let me try. Right, let me try something. You're going to hate when I uh, splice this back into the podcast, Steve. You're... He's hated it so much he's left. Like, <laughs> this is what Gordon will be loving this. This is what somebody, This is what it's like for usually... You're all going to have your turn in this. <laughs> well, I'm usually fine. I, I've got the control here. I, I, uh, you know, I can... I've, I've had my... Days of doom. Every, every podcast is your day of doom. <laughs> I know. You know, Fran, um, you're the, see lying that bed there. So see the the size of the room, the color of the bed sheets, and everything. It's it's actually very similar to remember Stromberg's little escape pod that Bond and Anya oh, yeah. in at the end of the film. Yeah. The bed sheets actually reminded me of that. Just like plain white bed sheets. That's why I got them. Yeah, I, got, I, I like that. Pretty much yeah. Stromberg. People like thinking of your bedroom as an escape can be good yeah. sometimes. Honestly, the size and everything, just if it, it was more circular, but Stromberg's obviously quite a plain man, you know, he just likes plain bed linen, I think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm similar. I, I, I kind of get his personality. I mean, you suppose a little escape pod would be, you probably want it quite spartan because it's just there for emergencies, really. Yeah, well, I mean, it basically is like a, it is like an escape pod because it's spartan. I've got communications equipment in it. You know and I mean? have you got your bottle of Bollinger and the, and the chiller at the side? You need that. Well, what I've actually got is uh, a can of oh, coke. coke. Can of Coke. Good stuff. How did you know it was going to be Coke? Just a wild guess. <laughs> just <laughs> always drinking it. Gordon's being um, um, uh, no sorry uh, Steve McCall is about to break the world record for like staying still did you see that he was in the same position for about five minutes straight <laughs> I thought you were going to say about the break the record for the one the person with the longest technical problems in one episode prep well my well, record well he's, he's he's having the longer ones this time but the best quote ever comes from you Gordon the time that you were going I was just rabbiting on for the hell of it to just to, to test if you could hear me. But when I heard that, I heard that the first time when I was in the car with mom and dad, I was sitting in the back yeah. and I was laughing so much that they were getting concerned about me. They were like, what's uh-huh. going on with you? Did you have your headphones on so they couldn't hear it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I just had my headphones on. But they they listened to it afterwards. They thought it was hilarious as well. Uh-huh. Oh, glad, I, glad I brought happiness to your household. No, well, no, that sounds like there wasn't happiness in the first place. Yeah. But I'm glad I, glad I brought some enjoyment into your your day that particular day, Fran. Yeah, it was it was great. Good stuff. I feel like a small child about to get told off by Steve McCall now. Like from the angle now that way, it's like I've done something wrong. And he's about to tell me off. Yeah, sorry, Dad, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. He kind of got a Sean Connery look going about right now for some reason. I don't think he can hear us. (laughs) Can he hear us? He doesn't. I think he'd be smiling if he could hear us, but he looks very, very focused. Sean in his prime. Ah, it's a a Sean Connery. Not a a Dimes of Forever, Sean. Oh, God, no, no. Doctor No Russia. Goldfinger. Yeah. Okay, it really is going like it's going around now, isn't it? It's kind of bringing it home for me, but I'm just like, I'm just not leaving the house. (laughs) Like. That is that's kind of that for me. Like I'm leaving unless I have to. Obviously, Anne has to, yeah, which is I the am risk. Hopeful, sorry. Yeah, don't worry, man. I am hopeful that this works. This so far looks and sounds better. Right, I am not going to move a muscle and <laughs> hope that I can last an hour. Cool. <laughs> the first time I said that. Start the episode, Fran. You ready? Are you sleeping? 
I am ready. Don't you worry. This is the problem with <laughs> you. Actually, could be sleeping, and we're all like hotly debating a topic, and it's just this guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, here's Gordon talking again. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird. Yeah, just start snoring. It's almost the a. Thing is... I do love that you've got out of bed to set up the camera to show you in bed to get back into bed, <laughs> just to emphasize the in bedness. Yeah, fantastic. It's yeah. the most Fran Murphy of podcasting I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing it would be a bit more would be like if I had a gigantic cigarette in my mouth. Ah, yeah, in true. Bed. And alcohol or something. Wine, yeah, as well. Wine and a cigarette. Right. Okay. As me trying to recover. Okay. Here we go. So, Steve McCall, did, do you think that we're that I'm just in bed for no reason? Did you did you hear that I injured my shoulder and neck? Oh shit! No. <laughs> oh shit! We don't, oh, you must have missed that. <laughs> that's that's why I called you a lazy fuck. I don't feel really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wholeheartedly apologise. Oh well, I mean, you've got for an the official I mean, exemption. He is a lazy fuck, but it's, it's not this it's time. Just the... <laughs> His standards for the Bond after all are just so low. It's just like it's not worth getting out of bed for us. It's not really that, yeah. that much fun. That's our new strapline. The Bond after all is not worth getting out of bed for. Yeah, not yeah. even the people on the cast get out of bed for it. Yeah. Thanks, Gordon. You're the marketing guy, and that's the best you came up with. Uh, you know. And of course, Capiche always looking backwards. Oh yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, let's let's go then. Uh, Hello and welcome to another edition of the Capiche Filmcast. Stephen Barry here for another thrilling, tantalising episode of the Bond Daft Project. And I'm here with my Bond aficionados once again, remotely, Gordon Webster. Good afternoon, Mr. Barry. Steve McCall. <laughs> Steve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, my headphones cut out there. Yeah. Just say that a bit like a Dalek, Steve. Yeah. What's happened? I am. Uh, do you guys sound very? <laughs> am I back normal now? No, I'm afraid not. The sound quality is dipped. Oh god. <laughs> right, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was perfectly typed. <laughs> yeah. Just as you asked him how, you know, introduced Steve McCall, it all just collapsed. Yeah, I don't know if I should just stop this recording or just re I'll do another. No, no, that was great. I love this. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Capiche Filmcast. Stephen Barry here for another thrilling, tantalising episode of the Bond Daft Project. The ranking episodes continue. We are now moving on to the worst pre-title sequences, joined remotely, of course, by Francis Murphy. Yo, yo, yo. Steve McCall. <laughs> Good afternoon. And Gordon Webster. Good. Just checking the time. Afternoon, Mr. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to get it right, you know. Uh, also, Gordon, why do you never say... You only ever say Mr. Barry. You never say Mr... Murphy or Mr. McCall? <laughs> you didn't say hello, yeah. so I'm just um, I'm just kind of practical. Is this what's happened? We've had one debate and everyone's wanting to fall out with each other. <laughs> just debate about everything now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So after that debate, we narrowed down our best, which was Goldeneye. Now we're going to focus on the weakest of the pre-title sequences. 
So I I don't think we can have any of those that were nominated um, on the list, even as nominees. I think that would kind of be counterintuitive. I think we have to look at the ones that didn't get put on the list. Yeah, let's pick someone. Fran, pick four or whatever, how many films you want to nominate as films as the weakest uh, pre-title sequence. Okay. Hang on. I've actually got a wee list that I had been using. Oh, so been, let's see. Of you. So basically... <laughs> Are you surprised by that? Yeah. Just because I'm lying in bed like this doesn't mean I'm not prepared. <laughs> so, uh, God, I can see myself now. <laughs> so, so pathetic. <laughs> so pathetic, isn't it? Right, because okay. I am injured. All the listeners have to understand that. right? Anyway, I mean, I think, you know, diamonds are forever. Yeah. Uh, I would actually say A View to a Kill wasn't very good. Um, you Only Live Twice. I didn't really like, uh, and let's see, Moonraker. Okay, is there, a fifth, if, if, is there a fifth one? You can have a fifth one. I think we did five last in the No, because it, well, it kind of starts moving into the ones that just aren't quite yeah. so good then. Okay, Gordon, any others you want to add? Go to Steve, because I'm still thinking. Okay, mate. Steve, <laughs> any, any you wanted to add? Um, I will add, I'm going to, I mean, obviously Diamonds of Forever has to it's almost a case of why is it not Diamonds of Forever? But um, yeah. I'm going to add The World Is Not Enough to this list. Okay. Because that was angrily, appallingly. <laughs> you, you did not like but, that. Anything else you want to add? Um, To that list, no. Okay. Gord, uh, do you want me to add one, Gordon, while you're thinking still? Yeah, I'm still thinking my third. Okay. It, yeah. I'm, I'm adding For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only. Um, only for you. <laughs> I'm going to add. Hmm. What else has not been discussed? I think we've covered nearly all. I'm going to add on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, controversial! Yeah. <laughs> that is a controversial one. That is a very controversial one, Steve. In Barry. Yep. I I, I just had to add the in Barry to it because we thought it was Steve McCall, like in case he thought I was criticising him there. Uh, I'm going to also <laughs> add. Nah, I think I think uh, Quantum of Solace. That's my final three. Now, would it be correct for me to say that the absolute worst one is at the top of the list? <laughs> well, Gordon, first of all, before we do that, is there any you want to add that's not been added yet? Hey, did you just call me Gordon? Uh, no, I was talking to Gordon. Gordon's right. still to pick. Um, did, Gordon, did, did, did I have you forgotten to add one to the list there, Steve? There's a there's a a film with a certain Mister Brosnan. Which I think happened to be his last one, set in North Korea. Um, I mean, actually, I, to me, that's the only good thing about that film, and <laughs> and I think it's 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 not great either. But it's I don't I don't think it. I you you want if you want to add it, we can because it's it's maybe not brilliant, but it's actually some decent action. I think um, for me anyway. I don't, if you if you feel it's on the list, do you, do you feel you want to to nominate it? Yeah, put it in there. Right. Okay, I think that uh, that does us then. Well, do you want my... Well... Have you got well, any more? enough. I, no, I was just going to... Well, I, two I agreed with anyway, which I was going to say was I agree with Diamonds Are Forever. Well, and I, I think... I think the, yeah, I think the entire world agrees, agrees with Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, yeah, because the one I couldn't think of was the... Because I, I knew it was definitely Diamonds and Die Another Day, which are... Well, for me, they were like instants, but I had to really think that Quantum, yeah, that was the one I couldn't really think of. So pretty much, I think we've nearly, at some point in these two categories, considered all of them. Um, even somehow Doctor No, which didn't have a pre-credit sequence. But um, 
the only ones that haven't really actually come up then are the license to kill and the man with the golden gun um but i think they are perfectly fine they just didn't woe but they also weren't crucially bad um so okay that does is then we have nine films to debate i think we can highlight diamonds are forever yeah and that's the episode finished <laughs> yeah. thank you goodbye so I, i'll highlight the diamonds are forever Fran, you want to highlight another film, even though you clearly thought Diamonds Are Forever? Um, let's see. Uh, let's think. Hmm. See, the thing is, it's easy to choose, like, the worst. Because mm-hmm. they, they generally else... are quite good, that's the thing. Uh-huh. It's just when that's they... the thing, like, yeah. I mean, Diamonds Are Forever stood out because it was the biggest disappointment ever, Yeah. basically. Um, I mean, A View to a Kill is a bit daft, isn't it? I, I, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you could say that one, like, um, yeah. I mean, I would maybe, I would maybe, I don't know. I mean, out of all of them, I mean, obviously, if you take a kill, unless I've got it wrong, that's the one where he gets in the wee submarine. Mm-hmm. It's just silly. I just don't think it's realistic. Are you nominating that then? Yeah. Okay, Gordon, what are you nominating? Ooh, ah, uh, die another day. Okay, you've really got it for that film, eh? Okay. It's, and uh, let me say, Steve, that I do pro- probably, apart from Diamonds Are Forever, I appreciate all these films in their their own way. And I, you know, it's like you always point out in podcasts. It's important to point out a lot of people put their hearts and soul into these films. The worked, you know, mm-hmm. endless hours and the production side of things. So it gives me no pleasure to yeah. to criticize any of them. And there, there's, I wouldn't even see even Diamonds Are Forever. I wouldn't say it's a terrible pre-title sequence but so they're all, they all have slight merits but die another day it's at, and the funny thing is it's actually the the one of the better parts of the whole film but it gets off to a, a pretty poor start bond shouldn't be rocking up in a surfboard he's a double <laughs> agent right three and well the other two guys who assume they're double agents are mi6 contacts in korea that is not a discreet way of arriving in the coast. It's like going for style. It's like there's a, there's very much an excess about this film. It's like let's let's put Bond in a surfboard because we've never seen Bond in a surfboard before. You know, as let's not take away great great surfing, but Bond shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, that, yeah. that's just wrong. Right? I, always, I always forget about that part of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I think in terms of the hovercrafts again it's like let's put Bond in a hovercraft because we've never seen a hovercraft before there wasn't I don't even I don't see why there had to be horror hovercrafts there I think there's some there's some kind of shoddy dialogue as well and bad delivery like the whole the line saved by the bell you know it's like it's, it's like a last minute let's think of a funny line yeah and there's I just feel it's quite it's quite lazily put together and okay Yep. Yeah, that's that's, 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 a, that's about it, really. Strong, a strong case for that one, actually. It's bad when you say that's the best part about it after you've said that, because all of that is very true. Okay, uh, Steve, you want to nominate the a fourth film to? I do. Continue? Yep. I'm throwing the world is not enough straight in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, the script is appalling. I mean, I actually, I have to actually reference what Gordon said there. You do have to remember that there are crews and writers and people that. Have put their heart and soul and worked on these films, and their talent really shouldn't really be taken away from. But at the same time, when you see people take 
what is a fantastic franchise and just rip through it and ruin it with something that's terrible, you can't help but actually be angry with them. And the way that film starts off, I mean, I, I enjoy a one-liner, but it's literally every character and it's every line from every character. Yeah. I mean, would you like to check my figures? You appear to have missed my hidden assets. It's like, All right, come on, we get it. There's a tits joke. Okay, we, yeah. you don't need it every single line. And yeah, that's the one with the boat, thing. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. It goes from that to this, the speedboat chase, which, I mean, we were done with speedboat chases with J.W. Pepper, and that was about 10 films beforehand. We don't, oh and the way it's, I know. Yeah. it just, it looks, it also just looks grim. It yeah. wasn't particularly funny. I think there were a couple of parking attendants that got splashed, which was, oh, haha, very yeah. funny. But it just, it was, it was boat just kind of ripping through a very drab looking London. Now we know London can look cool because Skyfall made London look fantastic. And even though it was the same buildings in the same area, it just looked stylishly better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's like someone's turned a relatively ordinary Sony Handycam on London and not treated it in the way that films should be treated. So yeah. it looks awful. It- and it just ends on that shot of the Millennium Dome, which was obviously just a plug for the Millennium Dome that that had um that had opened that year, yeah, and it just it just made me angry. And this yeah. is before we even got to the title sequence. Yeah, and do you know yeah. the thing is, like, yeah. I mean, I felt bad for the diners in the restaurant as well, like when the boat just went right through when they were all trying yeah. to have their dinner. You know, that was unnecessary. <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I feel it's kind of London overloads that whole pre-title sequence. Yeah. Okay. Uh... This debate might actually be tougher than we think. I think the winner is going to be clear, but I think the runners-up are going to be really tough. Okay, we've got four nominees. I don't think really... I don't. I actually don't think the worst pre-title sequence has... I, I don't think it works in the same way as the best, right? I just Isn't it easier just to choose a worst? Nah, I kind of like the idea of debating the merits or the lack of merits in the, the others. I think it's kind of worth a debate. I don't know how you guys feel. I kind of like the fun of it, analysing where some yeah, of the... Yeah, I mean... I think it's obvious that Diamonds is going to come top of this one, but I think the runners up, there's, there appears to be some genuine argument because it's not as, it's definitely not as straightforward as I thought it would be. The suggestions that you guys have put forwards, I think could be a bit more, this could be a little bit more controversial in terms of the like, two runners up, which I think could be exciting. Like even the four highlighted, there's one that I strongly feel is, I wish I could have highlighted so somebody else highlighted Diamonds Are Forever because for your eyes only for me is one of the worst. I can I can't stand it. It's the the Blofeld or not named Blofeld. Um, oh yeah. You know it's oh I mean it starts off with quite a nice continuity thing. It's actually Moore is referencing Tracy um, standing at the, the at the grave and things like that. So there's kind of a it's a weird tonal thing. They start off on a somber kind of note and then he is in the helicopter, he, he picks up this Blofeld who's... Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm getting mixed up now. But essentially, it's Blofeld but not mentioned. He's not named. And then he ch- it, was- it, it ends with him chucking him down a massive chimney thing or whatever. Uh, I just... I really don't like it. <laughs> I think it's it tacky. basically put in as an FU to um, Kevin McClory. Was yeah. it, was this, this was the first film after that whole... Uh, yeah. argument with Kevin McClory and the whole legal process, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it was basically put in there as a middle finger to him, yeah. which means that they didn't, I don't think they thought about how it looked in the film yeah. or what it was doing or whether or not it was of any relevance. They just thought we need to put something in here to stick a middle finger up at this guy, which is a bit, it, it's petty. I think it's and petty. I it, think it, it doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't I feel do it jo- loses yeah. marks as well 
Sorry, Steve. Um, and you go. The fact, the fact that you know Blofeld's there, he's on camera quite a lot, but um, you you don't see his face. And um, it's, I wonder, I mean, what actually brings Blofeld to London? Is he going to put himself in the middle of the city just to, to get back at Bonds? Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's and, um, stupid. It's, it's interesting, actually. You should listen back to You Only Live Twice in Thunderball because I believe the guy that voices this Blofeld is a different guy who voices him to actually plays him. The guy who voices him, whose name I forget, is the same guy that voiced Tiger Tanaka and and Largo. You, you'll notice similarities in the way they talk. Right. I think I kind of also want to highlight that one because I feel I'm I feel like it's definitely a nominee. Let's let's cut the other ones then. Let's start looking at them and seeing why they were nominated and kind of see if they're still eligible. But they're probably going to get cut. I think if we feel strongly about these four or five that we've talked about, you only live twice. Fran, you mentioned this one. Uh, it's also not one of my favourites. I mentioned before. I think the the line about why a Chinese girl tastes different from others and and and, <laughs> and just the the lack of kind of. To me, it doesn't explain what's happening here like very well. Like the plot doesn't explain that was Bond. Tra- was did they set it up knowing that they were he was going to get killed so he could then pretend that he was dead and then turn it on Blofeld, or did they just use it? You know, because the, the world thought he was dead. I just thought it doesn't work for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, I just. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, that's the thing about. Everything apart from Diamonds Are Forever, they're just not that great. You know, it's not like they're offensively bad. Yeah, I know, but like we're... uh, Um, So you don't feel that... Well, yeah, I'm just... Well, I'm actually... What I'm doing right now is I'm watching it... um, I've watched them all again recently, but as as we're going through the worst ones in particular, I'm just watching, like, the little pre-title again, just to refresh. Well, I can we can can go to someone else. And Gordon, what's um, your your thoughts on You'll Live Twice, then? mm. I mean... It's bad, and I, I don't think it's great. But do you feel that it um, beats any of the? I'm just going to highlight for your eyes only because I really just don't like it. I'm kind of cheating here, but having two, but I just that's how I feel about that film. But you only live twice. Does it get up there, or do you think we can cut it? I don't think it's. I don't have too much of a problem with you only live twice. I feel the styles there. I like, like I said, I like the quick cut from the the massive meeting to a simple thing like Bond, their man in the field in bed with a woman. I like the juxtaposition of that. And the you know, John Barry's score as well, the space scene. I don't I just don't think there's there's much to really strongly dislike about that whole thing. It sets you up quite well for the plot that's to come. And I, I gotta say I really like the as as kind of extreme as it is the 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 idea of Bond's death being staged. Mm-hmm. I really the, when you realise it is staged later on, I I just I like the way that that's done, as though Bond's not really in on it, and then yeah. I I like the way it kind of fades from Connery's dead body, and I like the line, well at least he died on the job, he'd have wanted it this way. It kind of some sums up what Bond's about, and the I think it leads you well into the the actual tales. I I don't really have much of a problem with you only live twice, so I I wouldn't be putting that in the the waste bin. Steve, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I don't like that line. It makes me feel awkward every single time Bond and the whole, why do Chinese girls taste better? That, I really don't like, but it's the only thing about it I think I don't like. It's not as offensive as the others, so I would be happy to see that one cut too. Yeah. 
uh fran i know you were kind of watching things in between yeah talking. i just i just watched it again um what's your thoughts um it's not i i mean it's not it's, it's not, not the there. worst yeah but it's not it's 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 very low on this on this charts but it's not one of the absolute worst is it okay you only have twice has been cut um who nominated was that me that nominated that or spoke, started speaking about that anyway it was me nominated moonraker right uh okay let's just talk about moonraker then guys what's your thoughts does it does it merit being on the worst of the just uh, there's a lot of noise fran thanks <laughs> sorry you, you remember your mic is so amplified that everything you do i'm hearing like really loud scratch my head that sounds like a, an earthquake uh, <laughs> let's see uh, I'm just so you can you, right, you watch Moonraker then while we discuss it. Gordon, what's your thoughts on Moonraker as a as a worst? Do you feel it gets up there? No, because excellent stunt work I think is the, the main merit. Yeah, a nice special effects with the space scene, the the sense, the opening scene when to put you in the scene, the the British, the the RAF are transporting Drax's shuttle. And uh, drags his own men, hijack the shuttle, and it's the it's noticing the fear in the the crew's faces when they realise the shuttle ignition's about to go off, and the just sort of how dangerous and gangster like those two hijackers look. Mm-hmm. There's and then that you know the shuttle exhaust. That's there's some that's quite that's one of many dark scenes in Moonraker, which I think is like Moonraker is renowned for its its exaggerated style, but I think the darker scenes in Moonraker really are really memorable to me and I think also you've got again Roger is cheeky best the I just I love his line um it's like this is where we leave you Mr Bond a little premature <laughs> it's just it's it's kind of like that's just like it's the most sort of um it, typical Roger and Moore line and then kick, just it, Bond using his wits kicking the gun out of the the assassin's hand. So there, I mean, I think all those merits mean it's it's got a, a good bit of class and style. That that whole pre-title sequence, like all the film, but I really, I really love the whole. Um, like I said, the the mid-air stunts done for real is a huge plus for me. Yeah. The the skydiving, but there's a bit too much stuntman face. I think where you can. But that I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. God, man, I, I wouldn't really hold that against it because I mean, for, given that the the balls actually do those stunts for real, but yeah. um, they maybe could have shot in a different way. But but it's the see Jaws. It's the way they end it. Jaws flapping his arms, oh, God, and I know. Oh. And I think I feel they could have shot in a different way where maybe it did actually re- look like Richard Keel because I get. I think they are. It's too obviously not Richard Keel and falling into the circus. Is, oh, yeah. It's just after all that good stuff. Yeah, that's to, that's what does it. To, yeah. I know, but I, I, mean, I feel there's enough good stuff in there. You know what it's like? It's it's like someone's you know saying, "Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. This is going to be good," and then it just falls down flat at the last second. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, it's, I that's why I hate it so much. I, th- I think it has to be there because it's. I, I think it's it's the fact that it that it is so good up to that point, and then it just goes into complete farce. Uh, I know it is. I, having said that, I think there's enough good stuff in the tank there to to not really to like to pull Moonraker out of the relegation. Yeah, but like, I think that, that, I, 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 mean, I kind of just agree with you, Gordon, as well. I, I, I'm with you, Fran. Um, I think that your argument for putting it there very merited. I think you're right. But looking at the list, there's for me at least definite two that are on there. So it's fighting for that third position. And the I pro- think, yeah. I think, I think. 
there's probably one other one that is worse than Moonraker because I think Moonraker stunts and spectacle for the first majority of it eke it just over the over the line. Yeah, I think I feel that it's got too much class and style compared to say the world's not enough and and Dimes are forever. Diamonds are forever the absolute. Steve, um, have you pitched in on the Moonraker debate? No, I actually couldn't remember it, so I've literally just gone oh, back right, and okay. look over it and rewatched it. Uh, yeah, I mean the bit I forgot about the bit where he lands in the cinema, and it's a shame because it's. Yeah, I agree that it's 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 good, and then that happens, and then you go, oh. So yeah, it's it's spoiled, but I don't think it deserves a place in mm. the the top worst. Okay. The top bottom five worst. Top I know. Five worst? Yeah, top. Three, yeah. I suppose. Uh, Fran, you obviously strongly feel Moonraker is there. Are you wanting to skip over it just now, and we'll talk about other ones to see where we're at, or do you are you are you want to? Yeah, cut I, I think as you would say, the room. Yeah. Feels you got to go by the room's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, don't get me I wrong, mean, I, man. I, like I it's, it's just found it's, it to yeah. be annoying, but um, I mean, it may well be as we go through some of the other ones. I remember things about them as well. Right, so you know. we'll cut it. But I mean, I I get you. It, to me, it would it's an outsider, right on that the to, the top three. It's it's like that that final part of it just sucks so bad. Okay, we'll cut Moonraker. Then it makes the cut. Okay. About um, so we've obviously got the world is not enough for your eyes only and die another day all highlighted as well. It's quite a lot. I've been highlighted. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean maybe you know a view to a kill might be quite similar to um. Moonraker in the sense that you know generally the whole bit that goes up to the submarine is kind of okay I don't know that use of the Beach Boys is it Beach Boys that the song that comes on oh, oh God. Yeah, cover yeah. of the oh, Beach Boys cover of it I no, absolutely terrible I couldn't stand that it completely ruins it for me so yeah, I, I, I'm still happy with it highlighted at least uh, we'll debate the rest but for me as much as I mean, I suppose it's a similar argument. It's like a tiny segment that ruins it, which is similar to what we've just cut Moonraker for that. But I also think I don't know if the stunt work as much as Willie Bogner, I think, doing it and it's a lot of great skiing stuff. Um, it didn't wow me the same way that the Moonraker stuff did, which is maybe why Moonraker got a pass. Just don't know how we feel about keeping <clears throat> that. So, but what about so I mentioned on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and I, I think it. I can tell the room doesn't agree from the kind of surprise mention. Um, I'm still interested to hear your justification on this one, though. This could be interesting because you're right. We all went, ooh, but yeah. I'd like to, I would like to know why, genuinely. It's mainly, I feel that it's, I mean, it's a, a bit harsh, but that I hate the, the meta, the line at the end. Oh, this didn't happen to the other fella. I hate that. I really hate that. It's straight to camera. Um, I think it lowers the tone. I think it's tacky. They don't need to do that. It's a bit harsh putting on that list for that alone. And I remember not liking the music at the at the time as well as he was. I, I will give it to Lazenby though. He had a the choreography, the fighting was great, and that was one of his strengths. He doesn't get enough praise for it. And again, an early scene in the film, obviously. Um, I think it's probably harsh. That was why I nominated it. I just don't feel. It's not one of my. I just, when I think of that film, I sometimes do think of that line and him staring at me, at saying that to the camera. But again, I'm reading the room. I don't think I'm going to win anyone with that getting that nominated over any of the other highlighted. 
it's absolutely fair though, because that line does spoil an otherwise relatively good pre-title scene. Because because Lazenby's reveal, I remember being fantastic the way they slowly did it, sort of bit by bit. Yeah. But it is the only time I think in the entirety of the franchise where they break the fourth wall, and there's a time and place for that, and it's in a sitcom and it's not in a Bond film. So yeah. that justification, I think, is spot on for that line alone. Gordon, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I've. I've... I don't have a problem with Lazenby breaking the fourth wall. I think you're okay to get away with that once because you can kind of almost put that down to your imagination if you don't, if you know what I mean. Just like as though that's what you would imagine he would say, and you just you kind of imagine it as if it's not really part of it. It's, it's hard to explain. I think um, I think there's too much other stuff going for it as well. To I mean, I, I think the music's class up until maybe when when. Um, when he starts fighting I thought, the yeah, couple the of henchmen on the yeah. beach. It was like, I love the kind of, I love how um, it opens in M's office for once and, and, and M seems completely bored with what Q's got to say when he's talking about radioactive lint and he says, I'm more interested in where 007 is and it's the fact, and he says the PM wants to know personally when, when 007 resurfaces and then you just see him like cruising around in a car and there's a good reveal of Lazenby and I think let's not forget Tracy because she's one of the the main strengths of that film I think that pre-titles is the is a profound opening scene to a love story that is just one of the kind of the cornerstones of James Bond's character and I think it's so superbly lit as well and you know I I, I did uh there's just too yeah, just there's too much good stuff going on there to I, I mean, and I, I just don't I, yeah. have a problem with with them breaking the fourth wall for that one little second. For me, the other thing I would mention is I don't really like his um Bond, James Bond line. I just I don't know. I, I don't think he's he's got that suaveness. I don't think he's got the again, you're comparing to the predecessor Connery, which is what he suffered from. But I think um I don't think he he had it. I didn't like it straight in there, like one of the first lines. My name is Bond, James Bond. Uh, it's just mm, not for me. But I'm willing to to cut it if I feel that I, I don't think the arguments I'm making for it. I I mean I'm not even sure if I strongly think because it, it would be my third one. It's it's not the worst, but I can see where maybe a view to a kill might edge it or die another day. If um if you guys feel strongly that those those just beat it. Beat I'd it. be happy. Now, this is where I'm getting yet. confused. Beat it to the worst. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I the, yeah. The beat bo- the earn, the earn, earn, yeah. Earn the shit pile list. Fran, you're but on. That's the, a, that, yep. that's the thing. They're all they all kind of are. They're not. They're all kind of decent <clears> films <throat> in their own right. So it's hard to do all this. Oh no, uh, Fran. What's your thoughts? Can I see the list again? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I I don't think Honor Majesty's. I just don't think it's. I think I don't think it's by any stretch anywhere near the best. Okay, but it's. But not I also the worst. don't think that it is as it's not like criminally awful. Okay. Either. You know what? Um, yeah. I'm willing to right. cut. I'm willing to cut because I think I'm the only one that found any fault with it. Whereas I think there's the other ones that are highlighted. We can all kind of see they're the real real issues there, and I think. As much as I have a little come of gripes with Honor Majesties, it's not it's not a strong point. I'm not willing to fight for it, so I'm willing to give it its cut. Only one left that we haven't discussed and highlighted is Quantum of Solace. It was me that highlighted this one as well. Purely from an editing point of view, I thought it was just way too frenetic. 
And I get that the intention was for a fast-paced, brisk film, and I did give it a lot of praise in the podcast, I think, for that. Um, I don't think... I'm willing to cut this one as well, similar to Honor Her Majesty's. I just, at the time, felt this was, was a bit manic. It was a bit... It didn't... Yeah, it was a bit mad, but uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it. It's too choppy. I completely agree. I remember it just being... I like a good, quick camera cut, but it was all over the place, and it's almost unwatchable. So I agree with you, but it's it's still not as bad as the five that we have left on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Over-edited. I think it's almost saved by that perfect line when the Mr. White comes crawling out of the boot. It's time to get out, you know. But up to that point, you're just, I feel you're just losing focus. Yeah, because it's, like you said, choppy editing. Yeah. Fran, you got any thoughts on that one? Um... Kind of, I agree with what Steve was saying about you know it's it's kind of all over the place really isn't it? Mm-hmm. But again, it's not it's not the, the worst of the worst. Either. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, it would be so much easier if there was a few of these that were just as bad as diamonds are forever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But but there's not there's there's such a big gap between that and yeah. the, the next Yeah. That there's you know, that is like quality. it is the difference between like a one star one and a two a three star one, isn't it? That sort of gulf. Uh-huh. Okay. Quantum of Solace has been cut, which leaves the sort of final five that are highlighted. I think we know that Diamonds are is is that's that's locked in. That is locked in as the worst. Now we're fighting for the final two to to as the runners up for this category as the set as the second and third worst or equal runners up really. Remind me of Die Another Day again. Gordon, you're more familiar with this one. You not you feel strong on this one? Yes, uh, Bond comes discreetly skin into <laughs> North Korea on a surfboard with two oh, other yeah. guys on surfboards at a big white beach, and then Bond assumes the identity of a. I think uh, some kind of henchman or diamond smuggler. I don't know if anyone really cares, but then um, it, then you've got Colonel Moon. Bond's posing as the the diamond smuggler or whoever this this guy is, Van Berk, and they discover Bond is an MI6 agent. He's not who he's who he's pretending to be. It later, turns out that somebody's framed him. Bond escapes, blows up the case of the diamonds. For some reason, ends up in a hovercraft. Mm-hmm. Been chased by Colonel Moon, or he chases Colonel Moon, and then Colonel Moon dies, and Bond gets captured. Do you know? And then, and then, of course, it leads into the Bond being tortured with the stupidest music ever. Yeah, yeah. But that you know, actually, I'd I would put Dire of the Day under Diamonds Are Forever for because yeah, there's just something there's yeah. just something I don't like, but I don't know how to describe it. Think going through it there. I remember being bored by it as well. When I think of it, I think of this colour of grey and dark green. Like this kind of tone to it. Um, It lacks fun, I think. It lacks a kind of it, the charm of maybe the because I think Brosnan actually has some of the best pre-title scenes. I know we've got two of them on here to be fair, but um, that kind of ruins that argument. But <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow never dies in gold. Now are fantastic, and I think I remember thinking diamonds are uh, die another day was decent. Just, but I mean that was the best part again about the film. But maybe it still doesn't. Maybe it is poor. But Gordon, the surfboard thing, and yeah, the fact that it's so different from the rest of the film as well. Yeah, uh, maybe that is. It says something about it. I don't know. Okay, maybe we we keep that. I think Dying All Day definitely earns potential lock in. Steve obviously feels strong, but the world is not enough. 
Yeah, I think from here on in, looking at what we've got, my definition of worsts is probably going to veer more towards what it does, the kind of effect that it has on the franchise, if you like, rather than what actually happens in the pre-title sequence, because Diamonds of Forever is up there because it completely fails to reference Honor Majesty's Secret Service. It's just a sequence of Sean Connery battering women, which is just terrible. The World Is Not Enough is in there because they've taken the franchise and, for me, just ruined it with the awful script and then making London look terrible and then bringing back the J.W. Pepper-style boat chase. And then I'd forgotten about For Your Eyes Only, but the fact that they used a pre-title sequence effectively to take a pop at a legal issue which was outside of the film kind of taking advantage and ruining what could have been a good five six minutes of film and just making a very sort of petty fu at someone they didn't like again just kind of as a an action by the makers of the films yeah I yeah think i can see why that down for, for, me. It's for, for my... me it's for for your eyes only I, I really can't stand that you know what i agree with this i think i know what i would have Okay. Diamonds are forever the winner or the loser, and then the world is not enough. It's offensive, actually, especially because it, it, it is like Steve McCall said, it's not that great with London, and also it's got the plug for the Millennium Dome and all that garbage, right? And then for your eyes only, hmm. uh, because of what happened to Blofeld. I would, I think, for me, it's diamonds for your eyes only, and then either of you to a kill or die another day. I don't. I'm not as put off by the world is not enough is it's to me it's pacing and length issues are the main thing for me um and and a lot of bloatedness but if you to a kill that music coming in really well, can, we, can so we lock bad. in for could we lock in for your eyes only then yeah i would say scordon would you, do you feel about that lock in for oh. your eyes only mm. i mean it's <laughs> one of the runners it's one of the runners yeah actually. yeah the worst. yeah i think so yeah because i i really like the opening bond business tracy's grave i admire i it might be a bit disrespectful to say that, you know, to John Glenn's director saying it was a direct dig at Kevin McCoy because we don't really know that for sure. I think, but he did he did say he wanted to bring back Blofeld, but I feel it wasn't really the the right time or scenario to bring back Blofeld. I think the fact it was done in a slightly slightly cheap way. I think also it was that's not like I said that's not the way for Blofeld to go. That was until the reboot. That was the last time we saw Blofeld. And that is just so underwhelming to see him just drop down a chimney. So, yeah, we'll lock in for your eyes only. Okay, so we've got Diamonds and For Your Eyes Only locked in. The final slot then between A View to a Kill, The World Is Not Enough, and Die Another Day. These are tough, I think. There's a merit to, an argument to be made for all three of these. How, 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 do, we, how do we decide these, this, this final runner-up? Does anyone, do we, a, how, how, who feels about A View to a Kill? I, I feel that, I don't, mm, I don't think A View to a Kill should in the, the bottom three and I think and the main reason for that is we get it's out of all of these ones here I think it's the one that you get to see Bond acting like a spy the most in a, like in a in a sort of proper believable way until you get to the ice sub I think mm-hmm. I think there's a class to it and I think I think the the only major detractor really is the is actually the yeah the the use of music there the imitation of the Beach Boys song but I like the fact we know it's not Roger Moore it's great stunt work but it's the fact that you know it's an older Roger Moore and you imagine that it's him that's doing all this snowboarding snowboarding across an icy lake um, ducking behind 
icebergs. There's a there's a real charm to that, knowing that knowing that it's an, an aging Roger Moore. You know, it's not really him, but do, do you know what I mean? It's there's a there's a real charm to that whole pre-title sequence, and I, I do like once he gets into the to the ice sub. It's the fact that he's got the microchip that he needs, or not? It's the microchip he found. Sorry, he, he's found 002's body. But it's it's almost like that's all an afterthought to getting this woman in bed and getting this. Uh, not so much that, but it's more the fact she's asking him about the mission, and the first thing he says is, "I've got a a bottle, was it, a bottle of Russian vodka, slightly shaken, and beluga. It's like they are the the beluga and the vodka, are like the most the most important things to bond. That's just the the sort of yeah. there's a real charm to that, you know. Okay, all right. Um... Well, you guys, uh, Steve, what, where's your what's your thinking here? Yeah, see, I, I, other than the the use of the Beach Boys music and the fact that it was, an, I think, by that stage, uh, skiing in the pre-title sequence had started was starting to get a little bit boring. But beyond that, I, I don't have a massive problem with it. To be honest, I quite liked the Spy Iceberg. There's something about that I just find quite funny. Okay, all right. Um, so I, I, I'm not particularly. I don't think it's. I don't think it's among the worst. Okay. Yeah. Good Fran? music as well. What about you, Fran? Um, I think that there's not enough of a consensus to keep a view to a kill in the list. Okay. Yeah, solid. Okay. A view to a kill has been cut. We now only have to cut one more film to get the final three. It's between the two Brosnan films, World Is Not Enough and Die Another Day. For me, I'm gonna. I would pitch for cutting the world is not enough um i agree that it's bloated it's weight it's 14 minutes long and some of that could have been used in the actual after the the theme song i think it could have been a much nicer pacier cut if they just cut it from when he abseils out of the bank and and yeah and um and there is a wee bit of lecherous comments things like that it's just a bit sleazy a bit lazy dialogue um, but it's still not as boring and depressing as Die Another Day. That's probably what it is. Like, I think yeah. I could, I for me, the action, you know, he 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 has a kind of funny moment, kind of. Um, he does his tie underwater. That that shot, you know, he fixes his tie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Die Another Day just lacks any humor. I think that again, I think is is kind of one of the staples of a good pre-title sequence for Bond setting you up. I don't yeah, think... Die Another Day compared to World's Not Enough doesn't feel quite like a Bond film. Yeah. But the World's Not Enough still does. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good argument to make. Steve, I know you were the main proponent for World is Not Enough. How do you feel about yeah, cutting it? See, I'm looking I I I wouldn't I don't know if I would say I quite liked the Die Another Day pre-title sequence, but I liked seeing Bond in North Korea. And mm-hmm. I I liked obviously it is grey and drab and depressing, but that is North Korea and mm-hmm. I've I've Going back to my notes, I remember saying that they, I think they got the the cruelty and the sort of touch of North Korea pretty much spot on. The atmosphere of it, the people there, the kicking the crap out of someone inside a punch bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would, I struggle to say that it's worse than the world yeah. is not enough because I found the world is not is not enough just particularly aggravating. Yeah. Um, but it's as I think we've all had to do at some point, I think it is a case of reading the room. Yeah. And I can see that uh, on a sort of three against one, I wouldn't put, I would I would keep the world is not enough and kick out die another day. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'd be happy to take a three to one consensus and say, you know what, because abs- the arguments are absolutely fair enough. It's 
I mean, the surfing in fairness and die another day is a bit ridiculous. <laughs> and some of the lines are, um, it's, yeah. And I, I forgot, yeah. And I forgot about the amount of bad guy ineptitudes in the die another day. You know, there's so many guns and explosions going off and nothing hits bonds. Mm-hmm. There's flamethrowers, there's bombs, and Bond just kind of strolls through completely untouched, which is a bit ridiculous. So in fairness, I can see how it's it's not one of the great ones. So I'd be happy to concede a top three and concede okay. uh, defeat on the world is not enough. Fair play. Uh, I think that's a good point. I think Dying All Day just is a generic action film. Not bad as such. It is, it is still my favourite. Oh, well, not favourite. Oh, it's a favourite scene from the entire film, but it's still, I think, um, for me, is charmless and so the world is not enough we will cut but i recognize your the pain you may feel with that because i know you do not like the world is not enough pre-title sequence steve okay we now have and i think this will be a very quick discussion between diamonds are forever for your eyes only and die another day as much as i really do not like for your eyes only's pre-title sequence on re-watching diamonds are forever today i do feel that it's diamonds are forever that takes the winner for this or the loser for this category is there any yep. strong argument against that <laughs> or do we agree i think for your eyes only still feels like bond but die another day doesn't die another day are you going for die another day over diamonds are forever no as the worst um i thought you mean in terms of what you're saying and what you're oh, no, i mean that we're not going to probably rank second and third it's more just about picking the winner out of the three here of uh, oh uh, yeah up. so the, the very worst yeah yeah the very worst out of the three yeah Dimes are forever. Yeah, yeah. I think dimes are forever is is too is too run of the mill and low key. There's some very bad dubbing. There's, I think, right from the off, Charles Grey's Blofeld's too charming, and Connery just kind of acts like he doesn't really give a shit yeah. for most of that film, including in that that pre title sequence. He just, I don't think he looks good in turn. Not just maybe like the. Maybe physically, but the I don't I don't think his um, his outfit is has any kind of style to it at all. I think it's so much of uh, you can tell as well. It's not it's just not really the best. Sessions like is that the best they could have come up with the drown you know killing off Blofeld supposedly by throwing him into a, a pool of some kind of mud. It's making it's mud just, pies. It's quite, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just. It's underwhelming, yeah. and uh, it's again. I think the biggest thing I, I I totally agree with what Steve McCall said. It's the the sort of after everything that happened in Honor Majesty's Secret Service to to say this is the response from Bond, and it gets off to. I like the idea that he's hunting down Blofeld, but like I said before, I mean that could have been done in such a better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the cuts are terrible the way it's done. I, I just something about it, it lacks any class. It just you, yeah. you, you're not seeing Bond, you're hearing him. You're, it's meant to be like a reveal. Oh, it's Sean Connery, you're just hearing it, and it's overdubbed. Yeah, it's, where is Aaron Stavro Blofeld? Yeah, <sighs> and it's it's one of the worst deliveries of that famous line. Shortly after that, of the whole series, again, Connery is just not feeling it at all yeah yeah i mean i had a lot to do behind the scenes in that no I, well yeah i would have been a big bond fan but i mean just knowing just to kind of see 
what was going on behind the scenes because he's he's just not giving it his all in that film. Yep. Okay. I think the room agrees. Uh, Diamonds are forever as our winner. Uh, does anyone have any issues with that? Or anything no, to... whatsoever. Yep. They all, anything you want to add to it? We're all in agreement. No. I've just gone back to my notes and all it says under pre-title sequence is what the fuck was that all about? Yeah. So <laughs> that's all I've got written down for it. So clearly it was, yeah, there's no argument there whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Diamonds are forever. Congratulations. You are our winner slash loser of the worst pre-credit sequence of the Bond franchise. And yeah, that's us done with the pre-credit category. <laughs> that's, that's been some that's been interesting. Okay, we'll end this one and we will um, decide afterwards if we're gonna do more tonight or what. We'll see. But yeah, thanks guys. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>